When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at DCAUReview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode 77 of the DCAU Review. I am your host, Cal, and with me, as he always is, our other host, Liam. Liam, we are in our final episode of the month. We're celebrating our month of Superman here in the month of October. Uh, and we have an excellent, very fun episode to discuss today. It's a pseudo-sequel to our episode from two weeks ago, or uh, three weeks ago, rather, that we kicked off the month with. Uh, very excited to cover this one today. Yeah, this is a fun one. Definitely remember being so excited when this episode premiered on Kids WB when we were young. Uh, the episode in question, of course, being Heavy Metal, the... DCAU debut of Steel. Of course, we had the debut of John Henry Irons a few weeks ago, as you mentioned when we reviewed Prototype, but here we have the first appearance of him in the full costume, hammer, laser, gauntlet, and all that, all in all his glory. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's a really fun episode. Yeah, regrettably, uh, this is the only appearance of for him in the Superman animated series. We don't get any other... Uh, appearances by him which is a a bit of a bummer especially uh, based on how much we enjoy this episode of course Uh, so heavy metal debuted originally back liam in november on november 8th 1997 so that would put us in just a couple weeks here would be uh, 22 years uh, shy of the debut here uh, on the kids wb as you mentioned and um, we do have the returning some returning cast and all that that we'll cover in the voice actors but uh, why don't you as we always do kick us off with the imdb synopsis to give our listeners an idea if they haven't seen this episode in a while uh, what it covers of course and this is the synopsis for heavy metal as i mentioned written by hillary j bader and directed by kurt gata and that synopsis reads as such John Henry Irons must give his equipment a trial by fire as steel to help Superman oppose Metallo. There you go. Uh, So that's a little bit of a spoiler there, as we don't find out initially until a couple minutes into the episode that the main villain is indeed Metallo. It's a bit of a surprise reveal. Now, before we jump into plot here, we have not covered the last episode that Metallo appeared in. Uh, I believe that's... Is that action figures i believe that's what it's called i believe it's action figures uh we have not covered that here yet on the dcau review basically what that entails the synopsis from what i recall is metallo is discovered on this island with these two kids and there's a volcano and and he, he has amnesia this takes place after he is drowned at the bottom of the ocean uh falling off of lex's uh, yacht. yacht yeah in the original episode that we did cover back in the archives at dcaureview.com but so he's he's washed up on the shore he doesn't remember he kind of acts like a superhero on this uh until he remembers who he is and he and superman have this battle superman leaves him buried beneath this 
lava. Yeah, he th- basically throws him into the volcano, and the, as the lava dries, he's basically, you know, you see the shell of Metallo sort of uh, encrusted in this, you know, now hardened rock. So that brings us to the plot of this week's episode, Liam. Uh, let's talk about that plot. Um, I, 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 ha- I had a hard time finding things in it that I didn't like. Um, there's there's an intergang plot woven in. Intergang is robbing banks, and uh, it's being covered on the local news. There is a bank robbery that happens. Superman um, is nowhere to be found for some reason. <laughs> but he uh, this bank robbery happens to be in well, the we same... we see Clark Kent watching the news Okay, at the Daily Planet. That's Planet. true, that's true. Well, yeah, it's not clear as to why he's why it takes him... It's quite a few minutes into the episode before Superman actually makes an appearance. So that gives us an opportunity to, to witness Steel and John Henry Iron just working on his prototype suit with his niece, Natasha, and they're sitting there discussing how the improvements made to the prototype suit are going to work. Shortly thereafter, John Henry Irons decides he's going to go out and target practice, and just so happens that Metallo who is yet to be revealed as Metallo, and the uh, intergang buddies with him drive past and foil the police, and John Henry Irish decides he's going to step in and be the hero at that point. And that is when we get the reveal. Superman comes in and sort of saves his bacon as the intergang agents are about to about to kill, kill him. Yeah. And then the third intergang agent reveals himself to be none other than Metallo, and a battle ensues. And, uh, yeah, what, what did you think of the plot overall? I think it's a really fun... It's not overly complicated, and as you mentioned, there is some some happenstance we have. We have uh, that intergang and Metallo just so happened to rob a bank in John Henry Irons' neighborhood. Sure. Uh, or the fact, like you said, that Superman is kind of absent uh, until a certain point in the episode, so that John Henry Irons has a reason to sort of go out with his, with his wrist laser to try and stop them at first uh, before Superman comes on the scene. But overall, it's it's like I said, so it's pretty straightforward. But I think it's really really fun, and it, it all makes sense. They explain, and uh, maybe we get some of this in visuals, but they explain that Metallo has also been upgraded by some of the technology that Intergang uses. Which does that mean he's a little bit apocalyptian now? Could be right. Is this that's where they get most of their technology? Is but this, this pre-apocalypse now? Okay. So, so, so possibly, yeah, that's a so that's interesting. Game, there could be some apocalyptian uh, tech in Metallo now. Interesting. But anyway, that's a good, um, good point. Yeah, now he can sort of rather than just having the heart that you know shoots radiation, he's able to focus it into like laser blasts, and he has like kryptonite vision as well that he is able to fire at Superman. So uh, you know, Superman at first is really trying to keep his distance and is kind of throwing stuff, trying to knock the heart loose from uh, Metallo's chest, and then finally he realizes that Metallo you know, uses his, his new ranged weapons to to weaken Superman and nearly kill him, and that's when uh, Natasha, uh, uh, John Henry Iron's niece, hits him with her car, and they sort of escape with Superman. And then from there, it's like the neighborhood is sort of protecting Superman, which I think is a cool little bit. It's a better take of I've got Batman in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> For me, at least. Um, you have the the mortals, the mere mortals, protecting the hero in this case until the hero can come around and kind of save their bacon. Um, of course, however, and of course in this case, it's not children that are 
protecting or trying to foil the villain. It's it's grown adult man right. that happens to have a super suit uh, at his disposal. Uh, but it's great. I, I think the, the debut of Steel, his reveal in the costume is, is tremendous. I, I really think that the, and we'll talk about that more in visuals too, but I, I think that the plot itself lends to uh, a good excuse as to why Superman doesn't just come in and fight his own battle. He's he's yeah. exposed to a lot of the kryptonite radiation. There's, um, you know, Metallo was able to fairly easily track them down. That may be the only plot hole that I felt was he was, they seemed to be speeding away and he was very easily able to find them and what neighborhood they were in and where they were going and what buildings they, they just happened to fall into the building that Superman is <laughs> being held in. And yeah, John Henry Irons just happens to have a, a something that emits yellow sun, and I guess it's is it publicly known that Superman gets his powers from the yellow sun? I guess. Well, the one of the neighborhood people knew about Krypton, and one of the and John Henry Irons seemed to know that he needed yellow sun. So, I guess that maybe he gave that information to Lois when the she writes, right when she writes the article about him in the in the premiere episodes. Interesting. But that's yeah, that's that was kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, he puts him in basically what is a tanning bed and yeah. just turns up the the yellow sun radiation as high as he possibly can. I really like the plot though, Liam, overall. I think that Metallo was the perfect villain. Do you have uh he even comments later on about the meeting of the metals yes. uh, between Steel and Metallo. Uh, there's a good fight scene between the two of them. It allowed because Metallo is a robot, it allowed a lot of vicious violence from the <laughs> from the hammer and um, back and forth between the two of them. Really, really done, really, really well. Uh, because of all of that, and because of just Steel is such a cool character, I think they did this so incredibly well. Um, I gave plot a perfect ten out of ten. Wow. What about you? Yeah, I'm right, right in that same ballpark. I went nine out of ten. Um, it's really, really strong, and I like, as you said, is a really great villain for this story, because if you're going to create a story where Superman is kind of down and out and needs to be saved by a guy in a metal suit, you need to have a good threat, and Metallo is definitely, definitely fits that bill, and I, I, I always liked it. It felt, it felt like, other than maybe like a dark side, it always felt like Metallo was maybe one of the more personal rivals to Superman. Like, mm-hmm. there's more of a deep, a deeper hatred than someone like Livewire or Parasite or even Toy Man or somebody like that. It always felt like, for whatever reason, maybe because of the Kryptonite heart and uh, and everything, and maybe because he's one of the first villains we meet in the whole series. But it always felt like Metallo is just like he's just a little bit more vicious when it comes to trying to kill Superman and. Seeing, uh, you know, not only John Henry Irons, but his niece and all these other people in the neighborhood sort of stand up to protect Superman, I also thought was a really a nice touch. So, yeah, really a really well well written episode all around. I agree. And and one last thing on the plot, I would say, is that they did a really good job of not making Steel seem like a Iron Man ripoff. Yeah. Um, at no point did I think that, man, that's a very similar thing to, to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not like he's this rich billionaire genius right. that has created this super suit. You know, he's clearly, he, if he owns that warehouse, he might be well enough to do. He was an employee of LexCorp. But at the same time, he lives with his, it sounds like he lives with his grandmom yeah. uh, and to take care of her and, and his niece. And 
Um, you know, he developed this suit as as a way to help Superman as opposed for his own personal gain or for yeah. defense. You know, it, he's kind of the anti-Iron Man. He didn't yeah. create the suit uh, in order to take advantage of, of defense contracts. So at no point did I think he felt like a Iron Man ripoff, especially in this episode. So uh, kudos to them for writing a, a, a character very well. All right, Liam, let's move on to our next category, which is going to be animation and visuals. So many good visuals, animation yeah. in this episode. Uh, what were your thoughts on on animation visuals as a whole? It's awesome, and I guess we can start here with the steel suit because that's the that's the coolest part. Yep. Um, so I was a huge fan of the steel character in the comics uh, when I was very young. Was kind of right during the height of the the death and return of Superman, reign of the Superman story in the comics there was so much merchandise from that stuff yep. and i one of my favorite toys when i was a kid a big action figure guy still am yep. uh still are we both <laughs> still are uh was my steel action figure mm-hmm. and that steel is a little bit different the steel in the comics originally because part of the story was that all of these people are trying to fill the role of superman so he had the big s on his chest and he had a big red cape. Mm-hmm. Still had the hammer and the the wrist laser and the big metal suit, but it was it was more of a he was trying to fill the role of Superman. So I like that they didn't necessarily go that route. They didn't give him the cape. They didn't give him the big S on his chest. So they let him kind of a, be a little bit more of his own character. And also, I think lends to it that this is still theoretically, at least when the episode starts, is still he's still not quite finished with it yet. Right. So maybe he would have put more designs on it or more made, painted it a different color or something, but it was time to <laughs> it was time to field test it. Yeah. Um so I love the design. I think it's really sleek and as you mentioned, it really doesn't look like an Iron Man suit or anything like that at all. Yep. Um the hammer's cool, because uh, I like the wrist gauntlet. Yep. Uh you had one interesting thought, which is the way his, his <laughs> mouth and face moves in the metal mask. Yeah, I'm I'm a little confused as how if it's supposed to be especially the helmet is one solid piece. They you see him the very first scene of the the very the opening scene of the episode is him pulling this metal helmet out of like being forged out of steel or metal or right. what, iron or whatever the suit is supposed to be made of. You would think steel, right? You would think steel, right? <laughs> so he pulls it out of out of the uh, out of you know the hot whatever I don't know whatever the forge I guess yeah, yeah. from from being forged and uh, so clearly it's one piece it's a it's a metal helmet however yes it's it's a cartoon and yes it's animation but nitpicking he the mask can show expression. So it's a little bit like the Batman eyes and the Batman mask. Like, how does yeah. the Batman, how how do, like, when Batman squints at something, how do the eyes of the costume <laughs> move with him, you know? Um, with this, I don't think the eyes do much expression as much as it is the mouth, smiling, grimacing, talking when he's moving. Yeah. That's a little bit odd. And yeah. trying to picture that in, like, a live-action movie is, like, would you just paint his face silver <laughs> and, like cut out where the lips are I, like it's right. very very strange uh that's nitpicking and i'm that but that's what we do here sometimes sure. is nitpick yeah that was a that's my one complaint or one oddity about the about the whole thing i think that if you if you look at justice league unlimited and how they did red tornado where red tornado's mouth doesn't move at all yeah maybe that would be a little bit too creepy or it would be a little bit too odd you want to be able to show that this is a human man as opposed to a robot Mm -hmm. but 
at the same time, I yeah, it it did leave me scratching my head and thinking <laughs> for a second there. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, some of the other visuals in the episode, I really like the way Metallo's new powers work, as we mentioned in plot, the he can shoot beams out of his chest and out of his eyes now, so he's more of a ranged threat, like we mentioned. Superman can't just kind of keep his distance, and um, obviously didn't know Metallo was... The, that's the other thing that I like, and this is more of a plot detail, but he didn't know Metallo was... And at the start of the episode, you're like, why is it a secret? Why is it Metallo wearing the inner gang mask pretending not to be Metallo? And it's kind of a plot reason, I think. It's because Superman wouldn't have needed to get the anti-Kryptonite suit. Right. So that the episode could happen. Because if he knew it was Metallo, he would have gone and gotten the suit. Right. So they actually had a good reason for him. Because that's the, always the thing when Kryptonite comes into the, uh, any episode. You're like, why isn't he wearing the suit? Right. Well, in this one, they actually had a really good reason for it. But uh, I like the way that Metallo's new new powers were visualized. And as you mentioned, the fight between Metallo and Steel, it's very vicious. There's like... People are, he's throwing knees and, like, elbows and, like, hard shots. And because one guy's in a big metal armor and the other guy's just a robot, so you could be a little more violent, I guess. Throwing each other through walls and... Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, the hammer, the hammer comes into play as well. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great visuals. I think the standout for me is definitely the steel suit as a whole. Mm. I think that um, one other nitpicking thing, there was sort of an inconsistency for Natasha. Sometimes her eyes were white, sometimes they weren't white. Like, And we've talked about that before. There are some characters, for whatever reason, they don't color the whites of their eyes in, yeah. and that's fine. But it, it needs to be consistent. If you're not going to do the whites of the eyes, then don't do the whites of the eyes. There was a couple scenes where she didn't have the whites of her eyes filled in, and it just kind of stood out to me. Uh, overall... Very well done. I think that that final battle between Steel and Metallo stands out as the best part of the episode. I went very strong with a 9 out of 10 for animation. What about you? Yeah, I went with a perfect 10 out of 10. It's just such a fun episode for all the reasons we mentioned. and uh, they, They really, I thought, took advantage of having this new character with this really unique look. The final... The final bit where he stops Metal by throwing the hammer and it smashes the kryptonite chunk in his chest and Metallo flies through a wall in sort of slow motion and falls to the ground. Really, really, really cool and atmospheric stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a great final shot there as well. Plus, it it's great that it didn't undercut Steel as the hero. Steel is portrayed as the person saving Superman throughout this entire episode. Yeah. And we talked about it back when we reviewed Prototype on episode 74, which you can hear on DCAUReview.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. But the idea that Superman looked as this prototype suit and talked to John Henry Andrews having somebody to help him out. Yeah. And then this episode, he fulfills that completely. He yeah. helps. He, Superman needed help in order to be able, basically, to live because right. Metallo was on the verge of killing him. And uh, the one la- speaking of that, there was a cool visual that scene where Metallo is about to kill Superman. There's a gl- green glow in the whole, um, you know, from the radiation of the kryptonite mm-hmm. heart. There's an up close shot of Superman's face in pain, and the- it's just glowing green. Really, really cool visual there. But um, yeah, very strong visual episode, uh, and uh, and uh, I'm excited to see what the rest of our scores are as we move on here. Uh, so let's move on to music, Liam. Uh, some really great music in this episode too yeah a lot of great uh, percussion which mm-hmm. i don't get to talk about that often that's right as a drummer yeah I, um, I played the drums and that's always something that matters to me you pointed out that uh the sort of opening theme when we first see this little 
get this trio of inner gang, uh, Metallo and his two lackeys. Uh, they're robbing a bank. The drums come in, and uh, it sounds even a little bit like the the soundtrack of The Last Laugh, uh, one of your favorite soundtracks from any Batman episode. Yeah, you get a little bit of horns, you get some of the drums, and uh, it's it's very reminiscent of that Last Laugh, which is probably top three favorite soundtracks from any sure. of the DCAU review or D- DCAU episodes. So yeah, I, I would I would concur that it, it did was very reminiscent of that and not in a bad way. Um, not it didn't stra- sound like a straight copy. The next scene, right when they introduce that theme, the very next scene, there's some sort of electronic electronic keyboard sounding um, melody to it, mm-hmm. and then of course you have Metallo's theme that that comes awesome. in later on, which is which is fantastic. Um, Maybe nitpicking, don't recall a steel theme, don't recall a real Not strong really, no. steel theme, which if the episode is titled Heavy Metal, you know, maybe you give him a, something that has a, has a guitar, you know, mm-hmm. a strong guitar to it or something in the, in the um, you know, 80s hair metal band type <laughs> sound or something like that. Or maybe you go in the opposite direction. Maybe you, um, maybe you, you, you give him something a little bit softer, but um, I, I think that they there was a little miss, missed opportunity for that, but overall that's nitpicking. Yeah, I'd agree. I think one of my favorite parts is when it's revealed that this third inner gang member is Metallo. The music is sort of shifting from just sort of generic action music with the strong drums, and as he's tearing off, he tears off his shirt, and you see the metal arm and the the spot where the kryptonite heart is, and it just shifts right into the Metallo theme. It feels like a horror movie. It feels like uh, you know, like Freddy Krueger just showed up or something. It's good, and it's really, really well done. Um, yeah, so I, I gave music eight out of ten. I thought it's really, really strong this episode, and uh, it added a lot. But I would agree that the lack of a of a steel theme maybe kept this from from another perfect score for me. Yeah, that's that's why I ended up giving it a nine out of ten for that reason. Um, I think the lack of of steel theme really ended up kind of being a, a, a slight detriment again nitpicking overall it's it's a good soundtrack and one that compared to a, a, a few of our, our prior episodes um didn't really have a, a theme this one really has some strong strong musical notes to it but yeah maybe a swing and a miss on that that last uh, on the steel theme all right liam let's uh let's move on to our final category which we uh, mentioned before there's some returning people some people we already covered in prototype but a few guests and a few people that we may recognize from other performances on other episodes of uh, other dcau shows uh, let's talk about our uh, voice actors yeah we have a pretty uh, as you mentioned a returning cast mostly this week Obviously, Tim Daly is Superman, who doesn't have much to do in this episode besides grunt and pain. <laughs> um, but he does that well, of course, because he's got a lot of practice by this point in the series. Um, he's fine. Uh, other than that, we have our, our guest stars. We get people like Lauren Tom uh, playing Angela Chen briefly. They have like a, It's a very funny opening to this episode. We didn't really mention that in plot, but it's... Like, this, this news channel is just in complete disarray as Angela Chen doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. And she's, like, yelling at her intern who got her the wrong coffee. And then she interviews uh, Brad Garrett's Bibbo Babowski. Tremendous. Uh, always a, a fan favorite as he as he shouts out the episode where, the, where they fought a giant gorilla. Um, and uh, then from there, uh, our main guest cast, though, we have uh, Chris Summer playing Natasha Irons. 
uh, Steel's uh, niece, who in the comics actually becomes the uh, a superhero, uh, Steel number two, I guess. I don't know if they ever gave her a, a, another name besides that, but I, I think they just called her Steel. But um, uh, obviously, Chris Summer, who's done a billion voice acting roles, including playing Max on Batman Beyond, who uh, and uh, plenty of other roles. She's fine. Like she's a really. She's like, a, you know, she's a Tara Strong type that you can just throw in there and they'll be no, they'll never be anything but good. You right, know? right, right, right. Um, so she's fine in, in that role and she doesn't have a super big role to play. But then we have the returning Michael Dorn as Steel. Um, again, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, he also voices Calabac. Um, he's very good in this episode. He does have kind of a monotone voice in this, and I don't know if this is his normal speaking voice, but I do think he gives a good performance here, and he is able to sort of communicate the, uh, the expediency, the, the need for, uh, to move quickly, like when they're trying to smuggle Superman into his workshop to get, the, get him away from Metallo. So I think he does a pretty good job. And then, of course, we have Malcolm McDowell returning as Metallo, and as we talked about when we reviewed uh, *The Way of All Flesh*, he is uh, clearly a, he's a theater, he's you know I think first and foremost a, a theater actor, and he certainly has a very grandiose, uh, over the top, very <laughs> dramatic performance. But again, for what I talked about in plot, where this this feud between him and Superman that goes on throughout this series feels so personal that I think I, I like him being this almost Shakespearean uh, villain here to terrorize not just Superman, but an entire neighborhood of people. Agreed. And I think I think it plays off well because you have you have Clancy Brown's Lex Luthor as Superman's main arch nemesis, obviously. Yeah. And you he's so understated and he's so just calm, cool and collected. Rarely, you know, ranges above his sort of medium monotone voice. He does it effectively, but at the same time, you don't have as many, at least we haven't seen as many of those theatrical villains. Like, you compare it to the Joker versus a a Riddler in Batman the Animated Series, or even Penguin versus a Ra's al Ghul or something like that, who you you have these characters who are all clearly larger than life and big, gigantic, colorful, cartoony characters, but some of them require that understated performance where others, if you didn't have, if they were all understated or all kind of mellow or all kind of sort of plain or if they were all dramatic, it would feel sort of out of place. But I think that, yeah, his performance as this sort of over-the-top, and it matches because he, as a human being, his, you know, when he was John Corbin... That was his sort of general way he carried himself. So, right. hey, I, I think the fact that that carries over to him, even though he's this robotic creature, uh, to have that that maniacal, insane type, over the top Shakespearean delivery, as you you called it, is really really good. Um, I felt like um, this was a really strong episode for mostly everybody. Um, yeah, nitpicking. Uh, I. Didn't have a lot to say um, from Superman. Um, like you said, he's a lot of grimacing and a yeah. lot of like, oh, I'm in pain. Um, but I, I think it's really, really strong. Um, I, I think I, I ended up scoring it a 9 out of 10. 
And I'm right there with you uh, with the same score, a 9 out of 10 as well. We didn't discuss this before we went on the air either. <laughs> <laughs> we never do. We never Just do. Just as a reminder. Just as a reminder, yes. We, we do not discuss these scores. But yeah, uh, well, I guess that would bring it. Oh, yeah. I, I hear we do indeed have a bonus sound. And it's not me, so it's that means me. it must be you, Cal. It is me indeed. Um, so, so I went ahead and, and I actually wrote this down to discuss. I didn't know where to discuss this, whether it was plot <laughs> voice or music it didn't really fit into either of the or any of those categories yeah so i went ahead and uh i said what the heck i'll give it an extra bonus point but kudos to the sound engineers who decided to create the sound effect of steel to give him this heavy sound when he anytime he moves he sounds like a heavy piece of machinery he's not just walking walking and moving just like a normal human um even his flight doesn't just sound it sounds like a jet engine yeah when he when he's flying around but when he hits the ground it's a heavy sound uh pun intended i guess with heavy metal <laughs> but heavy metal sound of him hitting the ground or him walking and there's there's this echo uh of as there would be if there was somebody walking around yeah. in a steel suit like the clanking when he and metallo hit each other mm-hmm. too. yeah it's this uh, didn't fit into music or voice acting, so hey, what the heck? I'll give an extra point for that, uh, just for that little touch of of making it making him sound like a heavy piece of machinery that's bat doing yeah. battle here. And uh, I, again, it kind of leads to a little bit of disappointment that this character wasn't again used in the Superman the animated series, even given his own series. Like it, it felt a little bit like this may have been testing the waters and no evidence to support that whatsoever but testing the waters of a backdoor pilot or something like that where they could have given steel his own show uh but really really a shame that he didn't get an opportunity to show up later on of course he is used later on in justice league unlimited as we've discussed on the prototype episode but uh even then he's not given a whole lot to do here so but this would be a character going forward where you know obviously there's 365 other projects that they should do (laughs) dcau related before they would do this but it would be great to see him show up in some sort of larger capacity yeah. in in a future dcau project definitely agreed all right William, well that will bring us to our final scores totaling everything up for me with the bonus point point included i have a very very strong and i believe my top score thus far for superman episode 38 out of 40 well that uh, definitely puts it into our top picks category. That it does. A couple Superman or Supermen. Yes. I guess, <laughs> in that in that category before, that's awesome. Um, I'm a little bit behind you there at 36 out of 40, but uh, as far as rewatchability, I think we can say absolutely yes. You should watch this. Watch episode. it. Yep, absolutely. It's fun. It's pivotal to the plot of Metallo as far as his his story arc throughout the the Superman animated series. Um, it introduces this character. It's a fun, great perfect 22 minute cartoon absolutely and it didn't feel like it dragged at any point so uh, i yeah definitely recommend checking this out all right liam so that will wrap us up for this week's episode thank you everybody for checking us out don't forget you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app whether that's apple Podcasts, google podcasts course also now available on spotify as well to get those episodes delivered to you the day they launch you can also always download them and stream them at dcaureview.com as liam said you can actually check out our top picks there our top rated episodes are all broken down into categories you can also check out prior episodes involving metallo maybe uh, guest stars like steel or supergirl are also broken down 
on those episodes, but uh, definitely check that out. Also, Liam, they can follow you. You run our Twitter page, as we always say. You're the DCAU Review Twitter guru. So you're over there at DCAU Review. Yep, you can follow us there. And I guess now that we're wrapping up Superman Month here in October, uh, we can announce what we'll be doing next week, starting for the end for the entire month of November. We are finally heading back. It's actually been quite a few months, and we... We held it off because we wanted to do uh, a month that had five Saturdays in it so we could get through some of these episodes. Uh, We're going back to the OG, going back to Batman the Animated Series, finally breaking into those Season 2 DVDs. Uh, Super excited about that. Not exactly excited about this, the first episode (laughs) that we're going to cover, but we shall see. Absolutely. Very excited to do that. But don't forget to check us out next week. Also, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out immensely. You can give us a five-star review. But until next week's episode, I am Cal. And I'm Liam. And we'll talk to you on that next episode of the DCAU Review. Goodbye.